This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy and sadness and anger. Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption and logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com slash insights. Welcome to the Popcorn Talk Network. For the online broadcast network that features movie discussion, news, and interviews, press one. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. In a world where action movies are constantly exploding at the box office, our heroes take on the monumental task of dissecting and analyzing all aspects of action movies to truly understand what it takes to make a great action film. Ben Bateman, Andrew Guy, in a Popcorn Talk Network exclusive, this is Action Movie Anatomy. Welcome to the show! Welcome to Action Movie Anatomy on Popcorn Talk, the online network dedicated to talking dedicated talking movies and all things movie related. Welcome to episode 25, guys. This is a huge moment. Welcome to the show. I'm Ben Bateman, your host, joined today by my lovely suspender-clad co-host. I have to do it. Ah, just had Snap them all show. Do it. Snap them. I'm gonna. Every time I make a point, I'll be like, well, I believe. No, I don't know why. Guys, it's Andrew Guy. Yeah, look look at this guy. I am so excited to be here today. I love this movie. It's episode 25. We've also got another cool announcement we're going to talk about in a little bit. So, hey, what's up? Let's do it. And guys, we, you may recognize our third guest here. We have Steph Z back. Steph Z is here for like seemingly seemingly the most important episodes we do because they either have Tom Cruise or get seven hundred thousand views. So uh, she's awesome. <laughs> she's Welcome back. Thanks, guys. I'm very excited to be here. It's a monumental episode for mm. you guys. Yeah, you guys do a lot of hard work, so I'm very very excited to be a part of the panel today. One hundred percent. Yeah, yes. Steph has done. Uh, Steph has done what I want to say. This is your fourth episode with us. Is yeah. that right? So is it? you've yeah. done two Tom Cruise episodes, Monumental, my four and five, and yes. Mad Max Fury oh, Road, yeah, four and five, and Mad Max yeah. went viral. Um, yeah. So that's those are big, big numbers, huge yeah. things, uh, guys. This is John Wick. We're doing this today. We do movies on the show. These movies have to pertain to four basic rules. Aside from being made after 1981, rule number one is the hero is always the smartest. Do or the hero always plays by their own rules. That's rule number one. Um, rule number two: the hero and the villain are always the smartest people, or things, beings, dinosaurs, whatever you want to call it, in the room. Rule number three, and this one we're, we're changing. We're making a little addendum Uh-oh. today. Um, it's similar. We're just going to update it because we've noticed that like, we kind of exclude something that we often do on the show. The rule used to be the hero has to always be a political, military, or police figure. So we still think that uh, military and police apply, but political is going to be he either works for the man or is the man. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Because, like, for instance, like Denzel Washington in The Taking of Pelham 123 is an MTA operator, but <laughs> he still hint, is hint. kind of political. Like, <laughs> right. he works for the city. Like, if you work for the city, and then rule, and then the fourth one we're adding is you can be a mercenary. Ooh, yeah. I like that, yeah. too. Because, like, mercenaries, like hitmen and stuff, like, they do apply to this. Totally. Absolutely. 
Totally. So that's the new we one. We did Hitman. We did Looper last week. We're doing John Wick this week. Yeah. yeah. You know? So the four things you can be if you, like, you have to be if you're going to be the hero in a movie that we do on the show is military. If you want to come on our show, police, you have to be this. Mercenary. And work for the man or are the man. Yeah. Uh, and then the last rule is there's at least one explosion, which seems to be kind of a prerequisite, and uh, it doesn't really seem hard to hit. We no. pretty much no. just hit that one 100% of the time. There's an explosion yeah. in the notebook, even. Yeah. Is there really? I don't, yes. There actually s- is. Really? Yeah. I think, I think he's dies. right. Yeah, yeah I'm pretty dies. sure he's right. I love that movie. Uh, yeah. Anyway. So, so guys, um, we're doing John Wick today. This is, uh, this is a big one. This is the most popular recent sort of action classic. Like, yeah. as far as, like, action movies go... This is just distilled like down to the basics. This is like a total old school action movie, and it was remarkably popular. Like in the way Taken was popular. This was like the next Ooh. Taken sort of. This movie should not be good. No, like you look at the script, even the storyboards. I bet if they had them, and and you you get the breakdown, and you're like, what? It's yeah. just a revenge movie, right? Like those are good. See, usually. but I love that. I, 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 I think oh, yeah. this movie should totally be simple. good. It's you all think simple. about yeah, it's simple. It's like a guy got out when he shouldn't have, and of course he gets dragged back in because right. of a lady. Like it's super simple, so it has all the. You can't screw that up too much. No, definitely not. I just remember hearing about it, and I was like, "There's no way this is going to be that good." And then the people are like, "No, it's good. Go go look at the reviews. Go check it out." And they're like, "It's got like an eighty percent, and and you know people love it." And there's not one person I've talked to about this movie that does not love it. I think too, a lot of that was the talk before this movie came out about Keanu Reeves. Like, is he really back? Right? Can he really do this? Yeah, and I would say absolutely. So, guys, we're going to show the trailer in just a second, but before we do. this is kind of an exciting day for us. This is a big, it is. Uh, it's a monumental yeah. day for us. And, and any of you who follow us on Twitter or kind of interact with us a little bit will know this. But in case you don't, we hit a million total views on Action Movie Anatomy this week. Yes. It's just a couple nights ago uh, that the total cumulative of all the videos. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line it's possible complex specialty care that cares about your roi it's possible because we're already doing it all while saving businesses billions that's wonder made possible learn more at evernorth.com wonder this episode is brought to you by shopify whether you're selling a little or a lot shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Together, aided by Mad Max's immense success, right. and then a bunch of others that have just sort of caught fire recently and taken off, we hit a million total views. And so this is six months. This is our 25th episode. This is yeah. show number one of the second half of the first year. And uh, we're at a million views, so we're gonna kind of commemorate it. We or, are, yeah. yeah. I mean, celebrate with thank something. Thank you guys so much. First of all, like we love doing this show, and we were talking about it. It's they always say like if you do what you love, you never work a day in your life. Yeah, right. And this <laughs> show is so fun. We get the coolest guests, and we just get to talk about what we love, which is movies yeah. and acting and making movies. Yeah, and we do it every week, and we love you guys. So thank you so much for watching. And I do. I do have a little, little present for everybody. Uh-oh. Oh, no, oh, you didn't. Oh, no, I did. Oh, I totally came on the right show. So we get to be... Ooh, like, I get to be John Wick today. Like, I you, wore my Wick suit. I get you to did. drink. You look super handsome in all the black. Right? I'm just you saying. Just, black I'm like, all, 
The only thing that I would love to see one day, Ben Bateman, yeah. is a black bow tie on that. Black on black on black with a bow tie. Would John Wick wear a black bow tie? No, but you would. And well, it would be cute. You're also not a hitman. This is the John Wick episode, yeah. so I kind of should have just brought, like, a gun. Yeah. And should just be holding a gun the whole episode. Like, if I was just, like, doing the episode like this... Just like <laughs> that would be amazing. Hey, uh, well, cheers, guys! Cheers, 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 cheers to the fans! Guys. Cheers to the fans! Uh, and guys, we—I know we've said this a bunch of times, but before we move on to the trailer, um, as well as the thank you, the enormous thank you, like from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Like, I love doing this show so much; it makes me super happy to do it. And uh, I'm gonna sip this real quick. Yeah, come on. Yeah, yeah. catch up. To, to jump on what he's saying, yeah, I and. It, yeah, yeah go ahead, it just makes me very happy to do the show and to, to know that there's enough people out there that have gotten in on it uh, and really, you know, some of the some of the messages we've gotten. It's just it encourages us to continue doing what we're doing and, and putting in the work we do. So um, you can find us on iTunes. You can rate us and review us. Some of you have. We are almost out of the mugs, which we are soon going to be giving away because they'll soon be arriving. Uh, we've given away, I want to say, five mugs. I believe it's five. And once we get to the 20th review on iTunes, we'll be stopping. So you guys only have until we get to 20. Um, and obviously, we're going to pick from those reviews. I think we're up to 18 now. So we need two more iTunes reviews. And uh, we'll be picking two more people in the next two weeks, if that's how long it takes. Get your mug on. Yes. Get your mug on. <laughs> exactly. So you still have a chance to win an action movie anatomy mug. We will be... You know what? Let's just announce it now because we know who we're picking. We already picked Might it. Might as well. Yeah. Yeah. Max Brockman. Max action movie oh, anatomy Brockman. mug. I think you're... Is Max Brockman 453, I think is maybe your name on iTunes, yeah. but... Uh, we just assume it's Max Brockman. Yeah, yeah. We just assume. So you get yourself an action movie anatomy mug. Uh, yeah, let's get into the trailer and do let's the show, guys. Let's watch this. Sweet. I actually didn't get a chance to watch the trailer before. It's a good trailer. Is it? Yeah. It's, it's a better so. trailer than I would have assumed with what this movie looked like it was going to be, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. The scotch is just delicious. It's great. Great yeah. addition. Great addition to the show. Um, I knew that the dog was the you know he's going to die guy. Immediately? Yeah, of Immediately. course. The first time I watched it, I was <laughs> yeah. like, with the way that this movie's going and how cute that dog is and the fact that it's from his dead wife, I was like, it's going to die. Ugh. You never kill dogs in movies. No, and like, mm. but we've as we've said before, like the hilarious part is that you can get like so much more effect by killing an animal in a movie than you oh, can by seriously. a person. So true. So yeah. true. Like you just you just put something cute and kill it, and like you'll just it's a win. It's a win. Yeah. I mean, it's not a win. Are you, in life, okay, but. are you affected more by a dog getting killed or a child getting killed? Uh, that's a tough one. That so is a last tough week one. in Looper, a child got killed. But I feel watching the dog here is more it's effective. much sadder. Yeah, yeah. This is, and it's like the dog finally jumped in the bed with him. I mean, uh, yeah, which they put they put uh, bacon grease on Keanu's face, and so that the dog would lick his face. Yeah. Really? Uh-huh. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, bacon grease. That was a really cute dog. It was. I love that Leguizamo was in this movie. Yeah. yeah. And he's great. And he's got a great moment. Ian McShane, Leguizamo. It's a Defoe. really it's interesting cast. Ensemble. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Like, it's very well cast. Yeah. I mean, it's just amazing the number of like like big names that are in this movie. Yeah. yeah. You don't really see... Uh, I mean, if, I don't know. Again, it's just this is not a movie. It's a $20 million movie. It's not really big budget relative to... It looks big budget, too. No, they did a good job It doesn't it. look yeah. $20 million. It looks a lot more than that to me. I love that he buried his gun stash under cement. Oh, That's so what he sweet. had to do in order to know that he won't go in there. Yeah. But it's just like MacGruber when he goes and he digs up the coffin. <laughs> and he goes and digs up the coffin. Yeah. You always have your stash somewhere. Yeah. Totally. You have to be able to go get it. I, uh, I love that his, in the whole coffin, all it is is the keys to his Miata. Yeah. <laughs> and his and his like vest. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah. His clothes. Um, just watch that. Did Keanu do all the driving? Uh, yes. 
Uh, yeah, stunt driving? He, he did. did 90% of his own stunts yeah. in the movie, which is uh. actually, when we'll talk about this, we'll, we'll wait to talk about that, because okay. that's ironic for a very specific reason. But the, the driving he did do, he learned how to do like nine, 90 degree, 180, 180 burnouts, like I was watching it behind the scenes today, and he did it, yeah, he, he did, he worked eight hours a day for five, five, or yeah, five days a week for about a few months. He's just a stone cold badass. Day. He is. Yeah, he like, is. Everyone that was, uh, the directors and all the choreographers are saying, there is not anyone that would work this hard that is as big as they are, other yeah. than probably Tom Cruise. I listened to yeah. <laughs> I listened to Keanu on the Hardwick podcast. I want to say it was on Nerdist around mm-hmm. the time this came out, and he was doing press for it. Um, and very impressive, just a really really cool sounding dude. Like just he very much just sounded like he was just down to earth, having a good time. He's like he's just kind of like. You know, we make movies, and you just—you never know what to expect. What's going to happen with them? He's but, yeah. Uh, he's always incredibly grateful. Yeah. Uh, for the people around him, and I, I don't know if you guys know, but like Keanu's had a really rough life. He's had a lot of death in his family, a lot yeah. of like really misfortunate things happen to him. So if you want to go read about that, it really kind of. It, it, it makes sense why he's such a humble and grateful person. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I feel like too, there's a certain amount of success that. I mean, yes, there's always the people that are cocky and whatever, but the the guys that are really successful, they seem to be the humble ones. Yeah. You know, like because they're not. It's almost like the same thing. I think with money, like people that have a lot of money don't yeah. need to be showy with their money. Yeah, it's right. the people that are kind of on the cusp that don't think they're important unless they have money that have to be flashy with it. And I feel like mm-hmm. great actors are like that. Like you don't see like the Brad Pitts are humble, the right. Tom Cruises are humble. Well, you know, it's a you time don't see thing too. You know, like, yeah, been successful for twenty, thirty years. That's it's, what I mean. Like once they get to a certain stage, they're kind of just like, I got this. So Andrew and I are on the cusp. So like I wear like all black and he wears suspenders. Wear suspenders like, yeah, we like really. Like see, really see, that's showy. the thing. Right, well, see, that's the... Let's the, drink you're our gonna scotch. Get stopped. You're going to plateau there. Once you start talking about yourself and show you, the plateau happens. Uh, the 300-year scotch. These are Burberry <laughs> suspenders. Nice. Um, your belt's nice, too. Thank you. Yeah, you look good, buddy. Yeah. You look, you look excellent. I'm, I'm actually let's, pretty uh, jealous of your outfit, but yeah, thank let's you. talk <laughs> about this movie. Let's start, start asking each other's D's just yeah. yet. Let's get into let's get into the star profiles. Yes. So, no, um, no, no. Come on, we gotta do fist pump, we gotta do favorite line. Oh, did I just I skip? Mean, did I miss the format and, up? And, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. fist pump and thesis. Come on, man. Oh. He, we're just, he's drunk. I'm drunk. He's, he's drunk. drunk. Look, guys, this is the first time I've ever drank before. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's uh, a lie. <laughs> yeah, definitely a lie. Let's, uh, yeah, let's, let's start out with thesis statement. What am I yes. thinking? I'm, I'm discombobulated. It's steps easier. Yeah. Get me off my game. Them. I'm warm from her. Right um, <laughs> so thesis statement. So we start the show off, guys. What we do here is we, we pick a bold idea, something that is very, like, sort of usually rooted in hyperbole, I'd say. Uh, right. and, and we, we sort of share it, and it's like, this is what we're going to kind of defend the whole the whole time we do the show. So it shouldn't be like, this is the coolest suit that Keanu's worn. I mean, I guess that could be it. it is or this cool. is my favorite this. It should be like, this is the greatest this, or this right. is the first this. Or, you know, it's uh, it's really rooted in fact. Right. Um, so I'm, I'm going to jump in and start with this one. Yeah, please. Do it. So we live in this culture now where video games are the biggest money maker. They're even more so than movies, right? They make Video games make more money. And people get paid a huge amount of money, guys that previously worked in films who write stories for video games. So I think that John Wick is the greatest video game movie adaptation based on a video game that was never made. Right. Because it's better Mm. than every video game movie that's ever been made. And it feels exactly like a modern day video game made into a movie. This is like if Hitman... It feels like what Max Payne and Hitman should have been. Right. And and it's, it's executed in this way where 
there's just enough story, just like there is in your favorite video game, mm-hmm. but not enough to distract you. The action sequences, everything like that, they look like it's just a video game. That's, the, I mean, that's the the guys that made the movie. Uh, you know, his his old stunt coordinators and, and stunt doubles who made the movie. That's, I'm sure, what they were they had in mind. Mm-hmm. In a lot of ways, the way that the Matrix feels like you're watching a video game. In a lot of ways, if this is that without all the other stuff, all the complicated story and the sci-fi and the alternate reality stuff. This is just straight up. This is a revenge movie, and every yeah. part of it is a video game. So I think that this is the greatest video game adaptation ever made on a video game that doesn't exist. Yeah. That's yeah. my thesis I like statement. That. I like that. I could, I could get used to that one. Yeah. They we, should now make a video game. Oh, yeah. They definitely need to. We should he's in a video that. game. So right before this movie came out... Yeah, yeah. He's he in was, uh, Yeah, but it's not like a John yeah. Wick. No, but he can play John Wick as a character in Payday from oh, 2013. Really? Yeah, yeah, and right released. before this movie was released, they injected him into the video game. So you can oh, play John awesome. Wick. Oh, that's awesome. Payday's um, the game that the kids play in the, the safe house. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, do you want to go? Sure, I'll go. My bold thesis statement is that Keanu Reeves is the best worst action actor ever. He he has the Arnold effect. Indisputable. In that in, role that's just perfect for you. Yeah. If like he's so I love him. First yeah, of all, of I'm such a fan of him, but he's just so terrible sometimes, but it makes it good in a weird way. If there was any other guy delivering right. it and being somewhat quote unquote terrible like he was, the movie would suck and not work. Yeah. But because it's him, for some reason, it works. Yeah, I mean, you completely. Know, yeah, like Jack I still, Travern, Neo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like even when he's like when he's back. Yeah, I'm back. I guess you could say I'm back. Whatever. It's like all I hear in my head is I am an FBI agent. Like oh, yeah. it's always yeah, yeah. the same. It always goes back to him, but it's endearing and believable because it's him, and you feel like you know him. Totally, yeah, completely. Absolutely. He's yeah. he's got that side to him that's just so personable and like it, it's like vulnerable. Yeah, even though he's this stone cold killer you kind of root for him totally you know? yeah uh mine is it's tough like for a revenge movie and this is definitely a revenge movie it is okay let me let me prerequisite this with my favorite revenge movie of all time is old boy i think it's one of the greatest movies that's ever been made yeah. i love it and it's an incredible story this on the other hand is a movie that capitalizes and epitomizes coolness and badassery translated into a movie and it's the only reason that it's good just dead on it's just straight up Right. Badass. It, every single thing, from the gold coins to, like, the massive Russian guard played by Kevin Nash being terrified of, like, tiny John Wick behind yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Thank you, sir. And then yeah. just everything. Like, the fact that he knows everyone. Like, Jimmy comes up. Hey, Jimmy. Hey, John. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just, like, yeah, he right. knows the cop. He's on his side. He's got the cleanup crew that gets paid He's a good coins. guy. People, like, he's, he's, the, he's the devil, but he's, like... Everybody kind of like knows and respects and loves John Wick because yeah. yeah. he's a man of focus. Exactly, yes. he's a man of yeah. focus and principle. Yeah, like they take the card and like was almost like, "Where'd you get that card?" Yeah, Did you kill the guy. He oh, knows. It's he one knows. of my favorite. It's, it's moments. amazing. Yeah. Anyway, so that's that's my uh, yeah. It's it's statement. true. It, it's a veritable uh, laundry list of just cool things. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking about like you know the way he dresses. There's the moment when he's like holding up his shirt and he's holding up like the bulletproof vest. Right, and he's kind of like, "Do these go together?" You know, <laughs> yeah. he's like. Yeah. He just like looks really cool, you know. His guns are all really cool looking. Like nothing is sloppy. It's all extremely clean, except him. He's the only thing that's sloppy. Right, in this. his hair, his hair, and his stuff. Yeah. So you, and I think the only reason why they do that is to show that he's disheveled or emotional or whatever he's going yeah. through. And even through that sloppy stage of not 
maybe having it together, yeah. he's still so focused and together. I like definitely have considered like my so for any of you who don't know, my hair used to be this long. It was this I've long for a long time, and uh, it, it's a little wavy when it gets that way. Mm-hmm. But if I could just like grow out the full scruff and the hair, I wonder if it would be a, a look that would work for me. Probably Sweet. not. I think that you should be John Wick for Halloween and dye your hair black. Just put on the, yeah, just with the wig on. Just put on the wig. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I could do it. Let's wear this. Yeah. yeah. I got it. Just carry a gun. I'll give you a gun. Not a real gun. No, a real nope. gun. Not gonna, no. That's probably a bad that's idea. That's a really bad idea, Andrew. <laughs> Halloween, guys. You We're go kidding, full. guys. Gun safety. Just paint safety. an orange tip on it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's, uh, yeah, we'll paint an orange tip on a real gun. <laughs> let's, uh, let's, let's talk about our fist bump moments. Yeah. Uh, the most, I guess that's the most excited for any of you who are watching this that have never heard us do a fist bump moment if this happens to be your first episode the fist bump moment is that moment where you're sitting on the couch by yourself maybe you have this glass of scotch in your hand and you're watching the movie and something cool happens and it can be anything like it really doesn't have to be like a one-liner or an explosion it could just be like a look on the dude's face when he's like i know i'm gonna die or like the look between nick nolte and joe ledgerton at the end of warrior which just like breaks my heart every time or like the Uh, you know like just like the the, like symphony that plays at the beginning like behind the credits in terminator 2 you know like that for me is the fist bump moment. Any of that stuff. So when it happens, you kind of like look around and you're just like, is anyone else seeing this right now? It's just so awesome. Yeah. And you're just like, yes, I get to watch the rest of this movie. This is so good. Um, that's the fist bump moment. So we're going to, we're going to share those She's right now. very amped. Yeah. That very was excited. amazing. <laughs> good. I um, feel like that was my fist bump yeah, moment. Right? Yeah. The show. moment of the sure. movie is this. Uh, I have like three, so I'm going to go last. This is kind of, I, I have it, a bunch too, but I can go. Or you can go whoever. Well, I was going to say, playing into what you just said about badassery, this is one of those movies that is essentially constructed to be a long series of fist bump moments. Totally. That's what this movie is. Even from yeah. the moment of just like, for the disturbance last night, here's a car. Yeah. Like that moment, it's just, yep. it's just sweet, like black challenge. Yeah, totally. Like everything. Yeah, uh, yeah you, you go first. My first fist bump moment was... When he took the car and the dog out and went driving at the airport. Yeah. Just to see him, like, you know it's like, oh, he's releasing something, but he's not done yet. What's going to happen? And then my second one that I wanted to mention is a little bit more of a subdued moment, but it was when Yosef finally gets to his father, and his father gets in his face and gives him the drink, and then steps back, takes his jacket off, and punches him. I'm like, oh, it's about to get real now. Because he knows, like, that just shows you, John Wick shows you via his driving and going to the airport, that's how he gets after just his aggression about how a bunch of a badass he is, but then that just shows you that he's a respected badass and everyone thinks he's a badass. Absolutely. So, so, okay, something I want to just point out here, and I remember, um, you know, we we both do shows Raptor Bus TV. It's obviously a connected network, and I was doing the Americans after show last year, Mm -hmm. and I know, I remember telling you this story, because on the Americans, there's a, there's an entire sect of like, like Russians, and you know, they're, they're doing their own thing. And there's this consistency, it seems, where Russian gangsters in movies and in television like to drink vodka oh, in their in their business meetings. Yeah. And what happens though is it's not like we're doing where we pour, we sip from it as we're talking. It's like this: take the bottle, pour it, shoot it, talk for about five more minutes, end that conversation. Yeah. Pour it, shoot it, talk about something else. Pour it, shoot it. By the end of any conversation, it seems you would have had eight or nine shots of vodka. Just like wasted. Yeah, you should but, be wasted. Like if we did this show with a bottle of vodka and we like basically were just Uh-oh. like, like okay, done with star profiles. Uh, great, we're done with star profiles. Pour this, shoot it. Yeah. Now let's get on to the next thing. Like roll my sleeves up. We would like fall out of our chairs. Right. Yeah. we'd be blackout. I'd be, ta- I'd be on the, the couch episode. napping. But somehow in these movies, like it's just like a, that's like a thing. It's, I don't know if it's like a real thing, but it's, in right. movies, that's just what they do. And it's just cracking me up. In that scene, he drinks like three or four drinks in the course of five and minutes. Massive pours. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
and they just they can just function normally, just just hammered apparently. You know, it's funny <laughs> by you bringing that up. It also brings another fist pump moment for me. Again, there was a lot was when he spoke Russian back to them at the gas station. That's a good sign. Yeah, 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 that was yeah. Really sweet. yeah. I was like, like not, like, not oh, this bitch. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you guys are screwed, man. Yeah, I think so. For for my fist pump, again, just super badass. Yeah, yeah. it's like there's a couple things for me. Okay, the first fight in his house so is definitely sick. a fist pump because yes. it's just the choreography is just incredible, yeah. and he's just so fast. This gun foo. Do you, do you um, have a favorite part in that scene? Yes, it's when he it's when he flips the guy over his back and throws him through the window, uh-huh. and then takes his gun out and headshots him. Yeah, because in a lot of these like kind of bad versions of this, you throw a guy out a window and you don't. And he's dead. Yeah, yeah. But he's gonna come back. Right. And he has a gun. So if you don't kill him, he's going to shoot you when you're not paying attention from a distance. And that's like the smart part of this is like he's just like, I'm not going to punch someone and then move to the next guy. I'm going to headshot every single one of you guys. Right. Because that's the way this and is going to work. He shoots someone like five times in the chest and then shoots him in the head to make yeah. sure he's dead. Exactly. So that's it's my favorite. awesome. Yeah. But I think I think that actually my fist bump, because that scene is amazing. Yeah. And, and that scene is definitely one of these. But I think that the real fist pump for me is just sort of the, it's the sequence from the time that he goes, that Leguizamo's like... Where did you get this car? Yeah. Like, where did you like what? Ha- where did you get this car? And you're realizing just how much of a badass John Wick is. Yeah. Well, what happened? He killed John Wick's dog and stole his car. Like, yeah. Everyone knows John Wick, and you just know it's about oh. to go off. Like, yeah. you're like, no one's gonna survive this because he's John fucking Wick. Right. I mean, he's even telling his son, he's like, "There's nothing you can do. He will yeah. come for you." Uh, I think my fist pump moment is is that moment when the dad is talking to the son. And it's a, it's kind of like a montage because it's, it's also cutting to John Wick sledgehammering the concrete yeah. to get his weapons oh like while God. he's talking. About it. He's like, yeah. it was like we used to call him Baba Yaga. He's like, this sounds like Baba Yaga, the, the boogeyman. He's like, he's like, yes, though he wasn't the boogeyman. He's the man you sent to kill, kill the, the boogeyman. fucking boogeyman. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. good. And he's like, during this, he's like sledgehammering this concrete. He's like, and he opens it up and there's just like. 100 gold coins and all these sweet guns. Yeah. Yeah. And what's it shows him in the shower and he has the tattoo on his back. What is it? Fortune rewards. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I can't remember. It's it's like a Hawaiian marine thing. Yeah. No, yeah. I I've read about it. I, I just can't remember uh anyway. I can't remember exactly what it's Fortune favors the bold. Fortune favors the that bold. That's it. the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a great scene. I mean, the this moment, you know, this because the nightclub scene is kind of a fist pump moment too and I just something about this movie that is done so well and this is where you can tell so we alluded to this earlier but it's his Keanu's old stunt double is basically the director of this movie yeah. he's the guy that doubled Keanu in all the Matrix movies um, oh. so the script was like a big hot script that was out there but this guy got a hold of it so he and another stunt guy co-produce and co-direct um, they're both credited with both um, Actually, well, the, he didn't. He's uncredited as a director credited, because of the, yeah. the, the, the director's guild association has like a yeah, law. You can only it, put one guy, like brothers or yeah. something. But I mean, when you read about it, they're they're yeah. co-directors. Yeah, I don't mean but, to. So what I mean that's so cool about that is like there's the scene in the nightclub where Keanu finally takes the bullet and he gets thrown over the edge, and it's like not a long enough distance where he would be dead, right. but it's a long enough distance where it would really hurt, and they yeah. just show him go over the edge and land on his back. Yeah, and it's just like <clears throat> yeah, it's and like it, really. It's just right. You're just, you know what I mean? It's like, and you're watching that, you're like, this just feels like I'm watching something kind of like somewhere between real and a video game. But you're real, interesting. But they're making a point to show you things like that, like a hard fall. Yeah. You know? Well, it's when you have stunt people that are behind the scenes, I mean, they get that better. They get that choreography. They get that impact of the, some of the things where I feel like sometimes in stunt scenes you don't have that. It's like the, there's more of a rhythm to it, yeah. I feel like. And there's a realism to this, too. Like, yeah. the fact that 
this guy who can kill anybody with yeah. anything. He with killed, a pencil. He killed three guys in a bar with a pencil one time. Yeah. A fucking pencil, you know. That's yeah, what he yeah. says. He still straps on the bulletproof vest. Yeah. He still gets shot. He still gets thrown over the edge. Like, this dude is not invincible. No. no. You know? The, what does that guy even say? He's, He's like, smart. I thought you were the ones that are supposed to be laying out the beating. He's like, yeah, right. tired, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I uh, like it. I like that, that realism. Yeah, yeah. Do, do we all share our... Yeah. Yeah? yeah. Excellent. Okay, so now we can get into star profiles. I tried to jump ahead earlier. Uh, we're, let's kind of break down where these guys were in their career a little bit. So... Um, I should have the outline pulled up here. So Keanu was doing, he, he was kind of like on this well, independent movie and like action movie. Yeah. Pick. You got Generation Um, you got Man of Tai Chi, you got 47 running. So mm-hmm. as we've seen from Keanu Reeves' career, as we did The Matrix like, what, four weeks ago or something like that? Something like that. When we were looking at his career, Keanu is famous for doing an action movie that's awesome followed by five or six pieces of trash yeah. um, that it's are like the roller coaster yeah, yeah his career cool. is just laden with this it's the same cycle like over and over and over again he'll make one successful thing where he plays like this masculine character and then he'll make like a bunch of like a walk in the clouds johnny mnemonic chain reaction sweet november the lake house like just hardball why is that do they do have you found it like is there a reason um, does he like to do one and then do more he, like passion projects does he have any say or is that just kind of the way it's worked out i think he just honestly i just think he takes scripts that he thinks are interesting i don't necessarily yeah. think that the movies that he's in are like he's not the reason they're bad and i don't necessarily know that i would call all those movies i just named like terrible movies it's right. more like he just makes a lot of sort of mediocre movies and because keanu is keanu the way that he acts in these movies, he's kind of exactly the same in everything he makes. So unless you put him in the right frame, which is like an action frame, which is why he's perfect in the movies, in Point Break, in The Matrix, in Speed. John Wick, in Speed, yeah. he's just right for those roles. Yeah. Because that's where yeah, his... it doesn't work. You can't... Because it, there's a balance with it and he brings a softness to the action that makes it real, I think is why it works in the action. But if something is trying to be soft already, then I think he would play it. It would it reads as, like, doofus. Well, no, and, and that's exactly what the director said when, yeah. when they were like, this is, oh, actually, excuse me, the writer said. Because as, as we talked about, yeah. the writer didn't have anyone in mind. And you can elaborate on this a little more if you yeah. like. But he didn't have anyone in mind. And then when they brought Keanu to the film and he got signed on, he was just like, this guy brings this... Like you said, like this realness, this vulnerability, this like weakness to a character that yeah. should be kind of hated. Yeah. Right. You know, but it, it's just something personable and lovable about this guy. You root for him because his dog dies. You and do. his wife yeah. died. It's true. But in all the other and action movies, he's usually the good guy. Yeah. Yeah. So kind of has two things this well. Is, yeah. He's like right? the anti hero. Yeah. He plays, he plays straight action hero, which is all the ones we just named, really well. Mm-hmm. Right. He plays doofus which was better when he's younger like doofus kid like right. surfer bros so bill and ted parenthood yeah. like movies like that really really well and then he can at an older age he's able to play a little bit more of a combo which is like he's in something's got to give he's really good right he, yeah. he can do that but then everything else is just kind of bad like swing and a miss mm-hmm. yeah and so a lot like 47 run in man of tai chi generation um i didn't see 47 run and it kind of looked like it was meh. Yeah, exactly. Right. I don't even... I think I remember actually Man of Tai Chi. I didn't watch it. I've never heard of Generation Um. I've never heard of it either. I don't know if um, it's any good or not, but... Yeah, and then you look at Michael Nyquist, who's he's the bad guy. So Nyquist... Just kind of, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Okay, so the recent credits, right? Days and Nights, 2014, The Girl from Nagasaki, 2013, and then Mission Impossible 4, which is 2011. That's Ghost Protocol. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, He's memorable in Mission Impossible 4 because it's recent and that was a big movie and a good movie. He sucks. But he's not a, a good guy. villain. He's not a good bad no. guy. He's much better oh, in I this. Didn't, I didn't, yeah, I didn't I didn't hate him in this. No, he's better in this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But but you hated him good. in Mission Impossible? Mission Impossible yeah. 4 is just like a just, nothing just bad like guy. Nobody there. Yeah, there wasn't you didn't feel threatened. He like doesn't even have any lines. Yeah. Like imagine if this guy was played by Gary Oldman. Yeah. You know, so much so more much better. Yeah. Yeah, I mean obviously it's too much. I mean like I feel like Gary Oldman would 
he'd steal the screen. He'd steal the show. Completely. Uh, so this this level of actor is good, but I just think there could have been someone better. I don't know. Yeah, he just I don't know. He definitely has that. So so the the, uh, the like sort of nationally ambiguous where you're like not really sure what nationality he right. exactly is, right. and he's kind of he's kind of exotic looking in some ways. Like it's the same quality that um, what the hell's his name. The guy who he's the villain from Fast Five. The guy who was the villain in, in oh, Desperado, uh, and yeah, the, the yeah, guy yeah. that we know from yeah. Main Street, yeah. Santa Monica. You may recognize <laughs> me from a number of American action films. <laughs> yeah, did you tell that story? No, but, guys, you should look this guy up because he's fantastic and he's a great villain. Uh, Fast Five. He, he's in. I want to say Clear and Present Danger, Desperado. You'd recognize his face. Yeah, I ran into him a couple years ago on Main Street at a bar, and I was talking to a girl, and he was like, sort of, he was sort of hitting on the girl that I was talking to. But so to kind of win favor, he decided to buy all of us a round of drinks. And then I was like, sort of talking to him, and I was like, "Do you live around here?" And he's like, "Yeah, I live near Main Street." This guy's so. And I was like, "What do you do?" And he's like, "You know me." And I was like, "What do you mean?" He's like. You may recognize me as the villain in a great number of American action films. <laughs> so no. I was like, really? And he, he was like, just look me up. Look up my name. It was yeah. like the conversation. It was pretty His amazing. His name is jo- Joachim? 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 Oh, uh, I know exactly who you're talking you about. That? Oh, I didn't know that was his name, but yeah. Jay Almedia. Yeah. yeah. Guy's, guy's great. He's this incredible. guy, Nyquist reminds me of him. It's the same, he's cast in the same way. Right. right. It's sort of, there's just sort of like these intense, you don't really know what nationality they are, and they just sort of seem exotic. Like, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's exactly, in fact, it is precisely what he does in Mission Impossible 4, and he has yeah. so few lines in MI4 that that's exactly why he's cast, is because he just right. looks like that. He just looks like he could be some sort of rich, evil, billionaire right. genius who understands bombs. And sometimes that's more powerful when they are men of few words, yeah. the villain, but I don't think it worked. Mission Impossible. The guy that no. Daniel he Craig yeah. plays uh, in Casino Royale, the guy that he plays against, that guy with like the yeah. scar, yeah. same exact I deal. I hate that guy. Yeah. Uh, I hated yeah. him as a villain in that. But it's like the same thing. It's like yeah. totally the same thing. So yeah, Nyquist, like he, he's oh, in yeah. all of the the original um, uh, dra- Dragon Tattoo. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think he plays the role that Stallone Skarsgård ended up playing in I the think U.S. So. And he's phenomenal in them. I've heard. Yeah, like, I mean, he, this guy's not a bad actor. No, he's no, just no, not no. a good bad guy. No, there's and, a difference. And he's much better in this than, than he was. Absolutely, in my right. he is much better in this. But yeah, it's it's just sort of funny. Like you've said, Andrew, like one of your one of your defining points about action movies yep. is that you you can't have a great action movie without a great villain. And this guy's this guy's a mediocre yeah. villain. Yeah. He's He's, a, he's, a, he's an above-average villain, and I would so call this movie above-average, but it's not going to break my top ten. I right. mean, uh. so it's the sort of thing where it's not a great movie, it's a very good movie, and he's a good villain. But John Wick's a great hero. Do you guys have a breakdown of, you know how you have the five things that you need to be the hero? Mm-hmm. What are the things you need to be We don't have the villains list, but we, we do. We started, so, so since you've been on the show, we have two lists that we'll get to at the end of the show. Okay. And we do want to move along here, because we, we have some things we want to get to at the end of the show as yeah. well, but uh, we actually have our rankings now of the movies in order. We both have our lists. Oh, yeah. sweet. And the hero villain ranking is actually, we can see it now. Yeah. Oh, perfect. So we'll get to talk about out. that. Okay. Um, getting into production development, guys, we're going to kind of skimp on this today so we can talk about the other things that we do want to talk about. Um, we can talk very little bit. I mean, you already kind of touched on the directors because they used to work with uh, Keanu on The Matrix and um, this is their first. This is the first film they've directed. Yeah, so let's we'll, we'll jump to uh, directors now. So it's yeah, it's it's Chad Stahelski and David Leach. And so Stahelski is uh, he was originally Keanu's stunt double in the Matrix films. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a stunt double of Keanu in Point Break, and then he's got like seventy other credits, like huge stuff, all kinds of stuff. Like they like uh, what's what do I say, Mister and Mrs. Smith? 
Uh, yeah, Mr. and Mrs. Smith and 300 and the Wolverine. I mean, like, if you look him up, he's got, like, 70 credits. He's a stunt coordinator. He's a stuntman. Um, obviously, he's worked with them for a long time. He didn't think he was going to be good enough to do the Matrix films. Right. Um, his boss ordered him to go into the audition, and he went in, and, and he nailed it. And then his sort of relationship with Keanu over the years has obviously blossomed. Keanu hasn't done that many action films since Matrix 1. They worked with, on him with the Man of Tai Chi, I believe. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then David Leach, who's another guy, or, or Lich, well, I'm not exactly sure how to pronounce his name. Um, as we said, they're both producers, and it's Stahelski who's credited as the as the director, but they co-directed yeah. the film. Yeah. And it's both of their first movies. So they've gone on record as saying this is going to be a trilogy. Um, mm-hmm. The second film, actually, two days ago, was Keanu was saying it's going to start production later this month. So it's wow. either October or November. They go to start and- making John Wick 2. Um, there's discussion of the story, but it's hard. They're talking about it's probably going to be a prequel, which is exciting. Oh, that's oh, cool. Yeah, that's Gets good. you to meet the wife and all yeah, that. I yeah. like that. So that yeah. should be pretty cool. Um, I like that, too. Yeah, and, and then David Litch, the big thing is he won a bunch of awards for his stunt work on The Bourne Ultimatum, which is, for anybody who has watched the show, knows that that is my favorite of The Bourne movies. Yeah. Bourne 3. Brenda. It's awesome. It's a great it's a good movie. One. I love Very The Bourne. Really, really good yeah. movie. Um, so, yeah, they basically, the DGA regulations suggested that they were unable to both be credited as director, but uh, they knocked it out of the park. Actually, at the Toronto International Film Festival, I believe this was nominated for Best Feature by a New Director. Or, oh, really? Yeah, I think it's Best New Filmmaker or something like that. And uh, it ended up losing out to a movie that I can't remember the name of. But the second – there was three nominations. It was John Wick, that movie, and then Dan Gilroy, who made um, Nightcrawler. Oh, okay. Um, oh, was, that was, was the other nomination. Phenomenal. So, so people are sort of recognizing this movie, even though it's a genre film. I think it's yeah. being recognized more. It's as... It's really broken out of its genre and kind of like proven itself as a real movie. Yeah, it's a real movie, Jack. Yeah, yeah. It's funny too, right? Because this and the Equalizer would be the movies that I would I would equate. Mm-hmm. They're the closest thing to one similar, another. Yeah, they're very similar in the way that they function. It's sort of you take an old A list star. You put them in a movie that is de- debatably a, a, like a theater movie or a Redbox movie. You can't mm-hmm. really quite tell when you watch the trailer. Mm-hmm. Could be either. You have them kill an inordinate number of people in right. a cool way, like they would have done in the '90s. Right. The Equalizer has got like the timer. He's got the timer, yeah. and he's just—they're just these really kind of cliche movies. But it's like this is in the modern era what we get now with those old action movies, like yeah. movies right. like The Last Boy Scout, movies like Lethal Weapon, like these just—they transcend their genre. They just move out of it because they're done so well. They're executed yeah. so well. And and the co- we're so sophisticated as, on, as an audience now. This is what we talked about when we did Taken. Mm-hmm. Taken was the front end of this trend. Because Taken, yeah. Taken was a movie that was made for not a lot of money that really focused on, okay, what's going to happen when we take an ultimate badass, we give you a paper-thin story, and we just have him act like a badass. Mm-hmm. He's a great actor. Everybody knows Liam Neeson's a great actor. So we're just going to give you exactly what you want. He takes no prisoners. He kills everyone. It's the same deal with, with Keanu Reeves. Like, Let's take Keanu. Let's take an action guy. He's a little washed up. Denzel and, and Equalizer. He's a little washed up. Let's put him in this environment and give the audience everything they want. We're not going to try to impress them. We're going to make this very, very simple. Right. Yeah. And it works. But we're going to execute it perfectly. Yeah. yeah. When you do it right, it totally works. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's kind of what this is This is about. Um, as far as the writer goes, this is, this is uh, one of the – you know, there's the blacklist in Hollywood every year, which is the right. unproduced scripts. In 2012, this was like the top of the list for unproduced mm-hmm. scripts, which is funny because – it doesn't strike me as the kind of script I would read. No. And, like, mm-hmm. blow my mind. Because Looper was another one that was on yeah. that same list. And it's, like, the, the the difference in those two movies is, is astronomical. Yeah, it's yeah. Derek like, Kolstad. Like yeah, is Derek Kolstad. He's, yeah. no, he's relatively new to Hollywood. He He's credited with uh, rewriting, like, uh, that Dolph Lundgren and Cuba Gooding Jr. movie, uh, One in the Chamber. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. he went on to write the next Dolph Lundgren movie, which was The Package. Uh, John Wick is kind of his... 
it's kind of his breakthrough. It's kind yeah. of the thing that put him on the map. For kind of all of these guys. Yeah, yeah. for all of them. Absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's going to write John Wick 2. Yep. Um, my favorite thing about the whole thing is that he wrote, uh, when he was trying to figure it out, he's like, you get the worst man in existence and he finds salvation. When the source of his salvation is ripped from him, did the gates of hell open, essentially. Right. And yeah. that's exactly what happens in this. And that's what she talked about. It's like, this dude, he's he's the worst of the worst. Just just stone-cold killer. Right. He finds this person that gets him out of it. And then once that's taken away, he just resorts back to what he knows. Yeah. yeah. it remind, in, in a lot of ways, you were talking about your favorite revenge movie. Unforgiven is what comes to mind for me, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. which is a great movie. It's Unforgiven's a little less simple, obviously, because in the it's you only get the real revenge element at the end of the movie. But it's the same kind of thing. He has the wife. He changes his life. He's the ultimate badass. Then he goes on one last mission sort of kind of a thing. Right. Um, so, yeah. it's I mean, it's it's an age-old plot but it's you know it doesn't take much that's what we're learning is like the audience that's why the prerequisites are sort of so entertaining for us is because we're like oh man you killed his dog stole his car it's gonna get real bad for you real real fast (laughs) yeah you know and we're just so entertained so uh anyway yeah the the directors the writers we talked about the production team is interesting it's thunder road thunder road productions is that uh thunder road pictures yeah and you have uh basil Ilwinick is the head. And so he's worked on a ton of stuff. When I was looking him up, the thing I thought was the most interesting is his first two credits in 02 and 03 are K-19, The Widowmaker, (laughs) and Basic. Now, the people behind those two movies, for anyone that doesn't know, Catherine Bigelow directed K-19, The Widowmaker, Bigelow, Hurt Locker, and also Point Break, which is my favorite movie of all time. Yes. Bigelow directed Point Break? Yeah. Yeah. Really? You didn't know that? No. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's great. That. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, and then, obviously, uh, John McTiernan, who Die Hard and yep. Predator, he directed uh, Basic. And that was his last movie. So this guy, for the beginning of his career, when he was just getting into it, it's like sort of his preferences as an action producer were very much just like he got to work with some big names, some people that really understand what they're doing. While Basic and K-19 are not great. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm into that. Yeah, I know you are. <laughs> yeah, I'm for, slacking. I know. For those on audio, Andrew is refilling the scotch glasses. I just such um, an exciting, <laughs> exciting day to be here. So that's pretty interesting to me, right? Like, it, it, I mean, when you talk about the the most, I don't know, if you're the hundred most important people to the action genre, right? Catherine Bigelow and John McTiernan are probably in the top fifty. I mean, they're yeah. they're yeah. big names. Like but McTiernan is. I mean, he's like top 25. I mean, this legendary diehard. Yeah. You know, anyway. We covered him a lot of time. So I thought that was pretty interesting. The funny thing is, the rest of the producers here, um, you have David Leitch, who is one of one of the uh, directors. directors. Yeah. Ava Longoria, which is funny. That is um, random. And I looked at, I was like, oh, I wonder if I'm going to look up Ava Longoria's production and see that she's produced like all these movies. She's got like a handful of credits. Not like, but she produced Harsh Times. She was in that movie. Right. Um, and then Michael Witherhill, which is, he's got like seven or eight credits. It really comes down to this guy, Basil. But the funny thing is if you look at the production team, there's 21 producers credited yeah. on this movie. So I'm sure some of them are, are, are money. Some of them are regional. Um, but when you when you read about the movie on Wikipedia, it's the four names that are credited. So I'm assuming – I mean some weeks I'm willing to research nine or ten producers. I wasn't going to research 21 producers no. for John Wick. Right. Um, I'm going to trust most of the stuff out there, the documentation. That there's four or five people responsible. But it's interesting that of the four people that are actually credited – only one of them really has the uh, like the a pedigree background. Yeah, yeah. Right. the other ones are you know kind of fringe. Just so money. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so that's kind of the gist of it. It's it's an awesome story. I mean, I think my my takeaway from that is it's an awesome story because it's guys that worked in support of action stars for years and years and years mm-hmm. that came across a script that fit their skill set and they said, you know what, we're going to take this, we're going to make the best possible version of this idea that we can. 
let's cast this ensemble cast of really cool people. Right. You know, let's make this thing for $20 million. This does. It feels like a a legit action movie that we could have seen late 80s, beginning of the 90s. Absolutely. It, it seems, fits the bill. And it's, you know team. what the thing for me about those type of action movies? They're timeless. They're timeless. Die Hard, timeless. Yeah. Born movies, timeless. This Mission movie Impossible, will be timeless. timeless. Yeah. yeah. This movie feels actually more like, okay, the Bruce Lee movie where he climbs the building, that Game of Death. I can't remember. The, uh, and I haven't seen it, but mm-hmm. you've talked about Raid Redemption. Yes. He's, they're climbing a building, right? Yeah, yeah. When you set up a video game premise like that, which is yeah. movie starts, something yeah. happens, now he has to go through every bad guy in the world to, 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 to beat the, the end yeah. boss. And there's not really any story or like in in your basic screenplay where you need conflict before the third act where like it needs to change the tone of the movie has to change and bring you no, down no. Right. movies like this don't have that no there's, so no, there's no. a roller coaster they yeah. stole his car and his dog and he hill. was going after him yes. the entire time just like this mm-hmm. yeah it just keeps escalating so I do think that that's pretty cool that these guys got behind it and it was so successful because it's just proof you know like I said like we said as an audience we like video games, and this is a real-life video game. This yeah. is as close as you'll get in today's... The, the gunfights, the, the nightclub in the house, they look like when I would play Goldeneye when I was a kid, yeah. and I would go a speedrun, like, on License to Kill, where yeah. it's one shot to kill or yeah. something. Or actually... Well, License to Kill is yeah. multiplayer. But, I mean, where, you're, where you go through and you know that you need one bullet from your silencer, your PPK, <laughs> and you're going to get a headshot... On the silence PP7 that's what yeah, it was yeah. you need a yeah. headshot on every single guy so it's like you you know in the first the first uh, fucking level it's like you come around perfect angle headshot yeah. go to the left headshot 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 it's oh, right. perfectly choreographed and yeah. you miss one and, and you it's miss over. one yeah. in the game and it's like ah but on a perfect run they're all headshots and it's perfect that's yeah. what this movie is yeah, yeah. it's just Absolutely. amazing so uh, anyway let's let's just talk about kind of uh, critical and, and the money and, yeah, and I mean, everything you, you keep saying this movie cost 20 million dollars it cost 20 million dollars that's it made it, a total of 78 worldwide right which is not massive but you think about okay so this movie cost 20 million dollars number two will probably cost closer to like 60 maybe even up to 100 yeah but it's return will be about the same. It's the same yeah. thing but it'll taken. be like three times its return. Same thing as Taken. Investment, yeah. I mean. John Wick 2 will make the most money and John Wick 3 will probably make the least money. Exactly. Same with Taken. Um, yeah. It opened behind uh, Ouija. Or, yeah. You know, Ouija, Ouija yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The horror movie. Um, Buried in October. Ouija. Ouija. Ouija like, a, like a Ouija board. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what it, is. Uh, it opened number two at 14 million in, uh, let's see, October 24th. So it's been out for like, about a year now. About a year, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, it, it, it did well. Yeah. It, it did better than I think they thought it was going to do, and I think that when you make a movie that's this effective for that little, uh, it really speaks to the filmmakers and the, yeah. and the stunt choreo- choreography and all that. I think we're right that John, I mean, we've all kind of said that John Wick 2 would be do a lot better, because I still think there was a lot of people that are on that bandwagon of Keanu's done. Because right. he hasn't done a good action movie in a long time, so now that there's been buzz about John Wick, there'll even be more buzz about two, and I think two will be good, especially if it is a prequel. If they push it to three, four, I think then it's going to be a little bit too much. Yeah, I mean they said a trilogy, and and honestly, I, to be honest, with you, I think that's even a little ambitious. I think yeah, I think John Wick two will get made, and if it makes enough money, you'll see the third movie. Mm-hmm. But it's also possible that they do a bad job with two. It's it's there's no story here. It's just right. one concept. So you would have to find a way to make us care more about the lead character because we don't. You have to, you really? have to have him but like doing his thing as a hitman and then yeah. meeting his wife and changing without it being too. Well, savvy. it's not even that. It's it's he could have his wife because as a hitman, usually you don't see a woman. Right. There's usually no wife girlfriend, so it's got to be. I don't. It, I didn't read it as he met this girl and he got out. I read it as he had this girl yeah. and she got sick. So there's a different okay. how he was within having a, a wife. Yeah. 
within being a hitman is the only thing my takeaway that could actually be interesting that builds because I feel like that's something different that we don't like see that. everyone. Yeah, 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 that's a great idea. It, uh, I mean, this movie was buried in the fall, which is which is funny. It's it's yeah. a, again, it's a testament to people thinking Keanu's done. It's a testament to the studios not really believing that straight up action like this is going to make money. To make a straight up action movie, you're going to go off brand name, which is Fast, Fast yeah. and Furious. Right. That's where that's where you your your blockbuster is that. You know, Mad Max is a brand name, so you're, they're the, the studios will get behind something like that. But something like this, this is a new concept. It's the same thing. It's like the Jack Reacher thing. You're like, what is this? Yeah. But yeah. Then I guess Jack Reacher has a huge... Yeah, it's the... Yeah, bo- yeah. yeah. Um, so let's kind of look at this graphic here, because I, I did find this interesting, and I, I pulled I pulled the 21 highest grossing Keanu Reeves movies. And there's a reason you had to go to 21. Yeah, because John Wick, after adjustment, which we like to do when we do an older actor like this, because a lot of his stuff is from oh. the 80s and 90s, this is only his 21st highest grossing movie ever. But it's fascinating that at in his late 40s, probably, is what he's got to be now, or early 50s, Keanu Reeves' 21st highest grossing movie would be enough of a success to kind of rejuvenate his career as an action star and then make a trilogy. It doesn't matter that it made so much less money than The Matrix films, than Point right. Break, than you know even movies like Constantine or The Devil's Advocate. Well, it's the return. It matters that they only spent $20 million on it. Mm-hmm. You right. know? And that's what's so incredible about the movie is that, again, we said it with Looper, it's all about storytelling. Absolutely. Even Which if your story is because, paper yeah, thin. Exactly, exactly. Paper thin. But so it, it's the telling of the story. It's not the story, it's the right. telling of it. Yeah. Know? And the way that they tell the story is incredibly engaging. I mean, I would say, if I'm, I'm just going to go down this list and, and, and I'll just really quickly, you guys look at me, give me a thumbs up or a thumbs down. We're going to say better or worse of okay. a movie, okay? Okay. Uh, the Watcher. Worse. Okay. Yeah, much, ado, much Ado About Nothing. Shakespeare. Worse. Yeah. Hardball. Worse. The Lake House. Better. Worse. Worse. <laughs> the Replacements. Loved that movie. Yeah. I like The Replacements. Yeah. 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 I'm a sports fan. This. And that's 2000. So that's that's pretty old. So you got yeah. one. Uh-huh. Dangerous Liaisons. You have no seen idea. Seen okay. no. Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. That's the sequel. Yeah. Definitely yeah. worse. Mm-hmm. Excellent Adventure. Good. Yeah. yeah. Point Break. Better. Two thumbs up. <laughs> Day the Earth Stood Still. Probably Terrible. worse. Right. Not a good movie. A Walk in the Clouds. I didn't see it. Nope. Worse, definitely. Constantine? Uh, that's I'd say worse, even. Still, worse, but it's, it's not bad. Devil's Advocate? I'd say the same thing. Isn't I it? would say better. Yeah. I like that movie. That's, I, I did too, but I love this movie. And then his top highest grossing movies, you've got Dracula, Something's Gotta Give, Oops. Matrix 1, 2, and 3, Parenthood Speed. Uh, those are a little more debatable because right. most of those are better movies except for like Matrix 2 and 3. But the point is, this is buried at number 21, and I just named 10 or 11 movies that made more money than this that are almost indisputably worse movies. Yeah. So, But again, there's always the PR. There's always there's so much that goes behind that timing, that what Agreed. it came out against, and stuff like that. I don't think that... I mean, yes, there's a reason why they do that chart, and money is yep. you know the reason why people make money. It's a business. But at the yeah. end of the day, I don't know that if we got a list of the best, the most money making films of all time, I don't know that we'd agree those are the best films that have ever been put out. For sure. So well, let's let's I deal with. That. I don't love Titanic. No. Yeah. Yeah. Let's deal with critical reception. So yeah. this this will be more interesting. So it's yeah. it ended up with seven point two on IMDb, which is I would say pretty fitting. It's actually not quite as high as I expected. Yeah, I would think like a seven five. Yeah, yeah it's fair good. though. Yeah. 7-2 is about right. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes. for this type of movie. All critics give this an 85% of Rotten Tomatoes. That's pretty remarkable. Incredible. That's a high rating. That means that there's an intelligent community of critics that are willing to identify this as a genre movie and then rate it as such. Mm-hmm. I remember, I actually got to go to the press screening of this movie. Yeah. Oh, really? Year and when, however long ago. And I remember that, walking out, and the feel was, yeah. everyone was 
pumped. Right, there's like buzzing. all the yeah. press yeah. was pumped about this movie. So it was very. It's interesting that that it was 85 overall because I do remember. Yeah. Because sometimes you feel that everyone's pumped, and then it's like, wait, but everyone seemed like they liked it. See, right. but when so. Sorry, oh, go ahead. Here's like a really interesting talking about what you're talking about because I've gone to a handful of press screenings now in the last year or two for action ish movies. One yeah. that comes to mind for me is Skin Trade, which was the last Dolph Lundgren movie. It's he mm-hmm. and Tony Jaa, mm-hmm. and you got you got a bunch of guys in that movie. Ron Perlman's in it. Uh, the guy who plays uh, the guy who's in Spawn. What the hell's his name? Oh, uh, Jai. Or no, yeah, Jai. Michael Jai White. Yeah. yeah. It's a, it's a cast of notable people. Right. And I remember walking out and talking to some of the other critics from the, the, the junket. And it, was, it wasn't like this was a terrible movie. It was kind of like the expectation for an action movie. Right. It cost 20 to $40 million to make. Is that this is going to be a giant turd. The, the, the acting is going to be terrible. There might be some cool action. But we're not going to really take this movie right. seriously. Of course. Like right. if, in the action genre, this might be better than some. But in the, the you know when you're comparing it to real movies, which is what we do on this show. That's Absolutely. the point of our show here. Yeah. Right. And this movie is sort of the exact opposite, where you walk out and you're like, this is better for what it is than most movies I see all year. Mm-hmm. This is actually more enjoyable for what it is. Whereas, like, Skin Trade was, like, not a bad movie, but it's just sort of lost in the minutiae yeah. of right. action. Yeah. Which is funny. You talk about walking out of that that screening for John Wick and everybody kind of looking at each other being like, that was so much better than I expected. Yeah. That's how I felt when I watched it, man. Like, people kept telling me to watch the movies. I was like, I'm not going to watch that movie. It looks like a piece of shit. Yeah. It's like Keanu Reeves, I like him, but no, I'm not going to watch it. I saw the trailers, it looks stupid. Yeah. Like, and then a couple months after it was in theaters, once it had left theaters, it was like, dude, watch the movie. Like, it got great reviews. I was like, what? Like a 50? Like a 55, 60? Yeah, and you go 85? Look. Yeah, top. I was blown away. I immediately went and rented it just because I was like, there's no way this movie's that good. So, top yeah. critics give it a 73. It. Yeah. Audience give it a 79. I mean, it's it's over 73 in all three categories. That's a pretty pretty it's high very price. Good. Yeah. Um, so, let's talk some of these reviews here. We pulled one, as we usually do, one one positive, one negative. Mm-hmm. So, our positives Tahelski and Leach, both former stuntmen, unsurprisingly tackle action sequences with glee. But the quieter scenes are more sophisticated, incorporating a sense of fantasy and visual splendor that almost makes the wafer thin plot feel fresh that's sophie gilbert from the atlantic pretty dead on i'd say yeah Yeah. um it gives it gives credit where credit's due it does point out the fact that the plot is paper thin but it doesn't need to be anything more it doesn't matter which which is why it's a good review because it's somebody smart enough to realize i'm watching what i'm watching and this can be a masterpiece within its genre it doesn't need to be anything else yeah. Um, so now this other guy, Carrie Darling from the Fort Worth Star, says, Yet for all the film's stylishness and the body count worthy of a small civil war, <laughs> there's no getting around the fact that stiff, stoic Reeves, who is capable of a few funny deadpan lines, isn't a particularly compelling lead action figure. He misses the point. Which, and that is like, really? Yeah. But it's that's Keanu Reeves. That's what. That's exactly like. I back to my bold mission statement is that he literally he's the best worst, and this guy doesn't yeah. get that. Yeah. When you when you watch. Like the animated sequences in your favorite video game. Like any of you who watch this, that are if you're gamers, you probably know what I'm talking about here. I don't play a lot of video games. I've played enough video games in my life mm-hmm. to know the, the cinematics, which are often the most entertaining parts of these games. It's not like you're watching an incredible character. No, you're watching something in the context of a bunch of sweet action. And if it's good enough, you'll be like this. If it's cool. grounded enough in reality, I get that. that. Makes it believable. But in the same sense, 
when you're playing a video game, you're the character, so you take on something different. Like, he's got to give us something. And I do think that Keanu does give us something. This guy just doesn't get that what he's giving us is exactly what we should expect from him. Right. Like, even... In, okay, this is this is a good one. This is, this is real video game. My favorite video game of all time is Super Metroid for the Super Nintendo. Great game. Okay? Amazing. So... I don't know if I've ever played that. Oh, it's Very so good. good. It's so good. In Super Metroid, when the game opens, like, the opening two-minute sequence before you even start it is, like... Sweet music mm-hmm. with some really, really, really corny animation, yep. and like Samus going through like various worlds, like capturing the Metroid, and it's like you're, it's just it's simple, but like the story is engaging enough when I'm watching it that I'm like, oh, this is really cool. Yeah. I'm really excited to play this game right now, and that's that's all we're getting. This is a video game; yeah. it's a real live video game. So like like those emotional moments we're looking for, they don't need to be freaking the English patient. No, over there's, here. there's just enough. Like you watch it's this movie, just it opens up, he's all bloody, he's like watching this video of his wife, and then wife dies, you get the dog, the dog gets killed, and yeah. you're like, okay, that's all I need. That is it. I'm ready to go. 100%. I'm ready to go on this ride. The only other thing that was emotional, I think, is the relationship between Yosef and his father. Because the fact that you see him, you know, beating up his son that he did wrong, and then yeah. the fact that you see him selling his son out is yeah. it, it's, it's intense. I mean, it's intense. It makes you feel something different than this agreed. reaction. It's self preservation, but it's it's an incredible Yeah. Like does in real life you would you would hope that your parents wouldn't give you up. You would hope that they would if you had a gun in your head. Yeah. We talk about this all the time with Walking Dead. Like that's that's where like more and more you know I'm doing the Walking Dead after show on AfterBuzz pretty soon here. Uh, I missed the first episode of the season, but like I come back on Sunday and I'm I'm reading all the comics now, catching back up. Mm-hmm. And the show is great, but in the comics you get some really really gnarly stuff. And it's interesting when you start to think about that and you talk about that. We talked about this a lot on the Fear the Fear the Walking Dead after show. If you're really just protecting yourself, like if things really start to fall apart in your life, and a zombie apocalypse is a pretty extreme example, right? Like, who do you value over yourself? Do you value anyone? Do you value your wife, your children? Like, if right. there's a gun in your face, well, that's what I'm saying. Though, it's is that you I feel or your like son, your wife. I feel like me. a parent would do that exactly. for their child. I like, feel like it's why it's you know husband, wife, yeah, kids. Yep, husband, wife, and kids. Immediate I feel like family. You always put that ahead of you. He, he, I don't he know. but not him. He, I mean, I Michael know. Nyquist. Exotic, exotic Michael Nyquist. There's a reason he's a rough Russian mafia leader. Yeah, yeah, true. All right, let's get into. Let's skip ultimate action scene. The whole movie is an ultimate. Action I mean, we can, all, all we should do with ultimate action scene is we should sound off which one we think it is. I mean, what, what do you think? In your opinion, each of you, and we'll show here in the background. We have the we have the gunfight at the house. Oh, okay. That's my. That, that That's was yours. mine too. Mine's the uh, mine's the nightclub. Yeah, they're the two. Is there another one in the movie that you would say is really on the level? I mean, I, the airport at the end. Yeah, the chase is cool, and chase I think is always cool. Yeah, I think, I think the hand to hand combat between Palicki and him is is decent, but it's not really. Yeah, no. she's like a totally irrelevant character. Yeah, she doesn't need to be in the movie at all. Um, yeah, do you know about yeah, her? She's... By the way, did you? I don't know if you read this piece of trivia. So I'm a big Friday Night Lights fan. She's in that, but mm-hmm. she's now been a part of three different television shows where the show was in production. She was supposed to star in the show. And the show got canceled before air three, three different times. And two of them, Wonder Woman and another one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Both actually had television ads run for the show before mm-hmm. they decided not to air it. Like, that, I feel so bad for her. I mean. It's the business, man, you know? it's, it's Yeah, it's she tough. would have actually made a good Wonder Woman. Yeah. Yeah, she's good. And she's tall. That's one thing they talk about. Wait, was um, she, is she in Fast and the Furious? No. no, she was never in that. What, I thought the girl from Fast and the Furious was one. She's of famous as playing Tyra in Friday Night Lights. Yeah. That's yeah. what she said. Uh, and, and they were talking about when they were doing the stunt coordinating, and they, they shot that fight in the uh, hotel room for two days. Um, 
she's she's tall enough to be like a superhero. She's yeah. tall enough to like fight John Wick and, yep. and like the, her fight or her style of fighting the jujitsu and using her body weight. It it's one of those times in a movie when you watch a woman fight and you legitimately believe she can hold her own yeah. against this the number one killer. Not that a woman can't like hold her own against a yeah. guy no, in a normal fight. This is the number one man and the number one female hit people in the it's world. It's like Mr. and Mrs. Smith. That's exactly. so cool. He jumps around the guy, he wraps yeah. his body around him and shoots the guy in midair. Yep. It's just head This, this head part jump. I love. I love the, the juxtaposition of their... Of, yeah. He goes down, the guy goes up. God. So good. Keanu's such a badass. In this he part. is. And he does this. This part. right here. He throws him out the window and he's like, boom, yeah. you're done. You're not going to get back up. That's and, That to me is like, that's different than you usually see. And the yeah. nightclub scene, he had, a, he had a fever of 104 degrees. That's yeah, so cool. he memorized the choreography for the whole thing. Yeah. earlier that day I love it it's impossible um, so yeah we can I, I, I would keep this going I would argue this is the best um, I do think the nightclub is pretty sweet and then the only other one that I would really say rivals it because when he when he goes to, to take out Yosef like it's whatever it's like it's not as good of a it's scene it's sweet like yeah. how he blows up the car yeah. and like the sniping people but yeah it's not the same as this it's not the same thing I do I do enjoy when he walks in I love the knife kill when he's like oh. holding and he like punches it yeah. down oh that was another thing I wrote down for badassery I like well, he when he took the knife and he stabbed himself in order to get at it. At the end? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. great. Which is also another martial arts style I can't remember where they, they talk about like inducing pain on yourself to create greater pain on your opponent. Well, and he also oh, yeah, wow. they, they they also talk about like his gun stances. They're all they're all legit. They're yeah, all and yeah. they, he varies between like martial arts styles and gun stances. Um yeah, it's just intense. Oh, oh, I love it. Yeah, it's I gnarly. love it. It's gnarly. Um, Super gnarly. Yeah, yeah, like the, the the other thing I was going to say about it is uh the last action scene that comes to mind is when he enters the church. It's either when he enters That's the church or when he walks yeah. out of the church, like when, when he's like near the church and he's watching them react and he comes in with a submachine gun, yeah. whatever that yeah. sweet looking gun yeah. is. Super awesome. Um, both of those are pretty cool. In the church, it's cool because he walks in and it's just like pop, 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 yeah. pop. And like, you know what I mean? But but I, I do think it's one of the two. It's one of the two main ones. He's like, Vigo yeah. will kill me. And then he shoots the guy yeah. on the ground next to him. And Clearly. He just opens it, yeah. Um, all right, so let's get favorite lines. Um, my favorite line is, and there's a lot yeah. Uh, yes, I like I like early when Defoe says the line to him about like well, he says something about like life is a series of uncoordinated or like unexpected something. I can't remember what the line mm-hmm. is, but the one I'm going to use is is uh, when he this finishes that scene we just watched and Jimmy walk, knocks on the door. Yeah, he's like, "Huh, Jimmy." Yeah, and he's like, "Hey, John." Even John. Yeah, you uh, working again? <laughs> he's like, "Just sorting those things he's out." Like noise complaints. Yeah, he's like, "Yeah." <laughs> he's like, "Just sorting some things out." He's like, "Okay." See Have a good later. night. Yeah, let's uh, get yeah. back to it. Yeah, he just leaves. I love it. Just yeah. sorting so some good. things out. Yeah. Like this yeah. is this is my this is my. I'm working through things emotionally. I just killed 16 people. Right. He's yeah. like he just yeah. looks in. There's just like dead people everywhere. He's like, all right. Well, okay. Have a good night. Yeah. 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 That's my. I think that's my favorite line of the movie. <laughs> uh, my favorite line is definitely the conversation between Leguizamo and and uh, Nyquist. Oh, and you fucked goes, his dog. Yeah, that's what goes, you did. It's funny. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, Nyquist with the dad. He goes. He calls and goes. I heard you struck my son. Yes, sir. I did. May I ask why? He goes, well, sir, he uh, he stole John Wick's car, sir, and, and killed his dog. And oh. the night was, oh. oh. And it hangs yeah. up. Yeah, <laughs> this is amazing. The first yeah. time I watched the movie, I was like, oh, my God, this guy's such a badass. Yeah, you're like, like shit is about to get real yeah, right it's now. it's just like the yeah. fact that anytime a mafia boss is is silenced, yeah. just hearing someone's name yeah. is yeah. just like, oh, yeah. That was fist pump, everything. You know what's, was, you know what's funny about that? So, um, well, actually, Steph, go ahead, because I'll, I'll add yeah. it after. It's so funny. Line. I literally had that one as my first one, because you stole John Wick's car and killed yeah. his dog. And then the, some, the 
when uh, his son was saying, yeah. that's nobody. He's like, that fucking nobody is John Wick. Yeah. It was just, nobody again, Wick. put it right nobody. in there. Yeah. I also liked when he called in the dinner reservation, though. Yeah, so, it's super cool. Because it was uh, also yeah. that scene, he's like, uh, dinner reservation for 12. Yeah. And it makes you, because you're not counting during that scene. You're not counting how many people. And you're like, he just killed He 12. just knew it. He knew yeah. it immediately. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I, what I was going to say that, that was cracking me up is I, I used to do this sports show with this girl, Brittany. And she's a, she's a sports reporter. She's all over LA. She's very, very motivated. And she's very, like, A-type personality. Like, it's all mm-hmm. business, you know. She dates athletes, like, whatnot. And I remember I saw John Wick, and I came into work one day. I was doing a show with her, and I mentioned John Wick, and she's like, "That's a good guy." See, I like that movie. She's like not into the movies I'm into. She's not into action right. movies, but she's like, "I liked that movie because man, he's a strong guy. Like takes you know, he's like he misses his wife, they kill his dog. He takes care of business." I was cracking up. I was like, "Man, this movie even appeals to like the A type woman, where she's like, that's just a strong it's man. It's the dog, and yeah. it's, it's exactly it's, yeah. that. The, well, the because- women because women don't usually." This is not. This is a generalization. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, let me let me correct that. I feel most women will be more connected to this movie because of it's he's doing it because of the wife and the dog than yeah. if it was just a yeah. regular hitman movie. Which That's I enjoy fair. both because I like action movies, but sure. I feel like most women do take that. It's like right in the beginning they hook you. Yeah. Oh, dude, if you get a wife, a, a loving wife that changes you. Keep going, buddy. You can talk me off, too. A loving wife that changes you and a dog that dies. Middle, middle of the day. Yeah. I can't keep up middle of the day, man. Day. I haven't Don't even eaten it. breakfast. We, we Look, we're Russian gangsters, okay? The only thing that we have to do today is go see one of our absolute favorite bands, the National, play a private concert. That we're working security for. That we're working security <laughs> for. You're already dressed for it. I know, right? Um, All right, so I, I do want to move forward so we don't yeah, run out of time yeah, here. Yeah, so let's yeah. do it. Sorry for running late, guys, but this is worth it. This is a good episode. We're almost drunk, so and just it's, stick and with And it's us. the 25th episode. And it's a million views. This, this is a big one because we have yeah. a couple of things we want to do still. So we, we did Favorite Line. Let's pull up Hero Villain Ranking. Um, Who? This is a big one. Oh. Yeah. oh. Michael Nyquist is my number three. Michael Nyquist is number yeah. one. So, yeah, let's zoom in and go up top, and uh, I'll start us off yeah, you like can I start did last off. week. You can start off. Hero. Uh, since I have absolutely horrible vision, it looks like Max is at number forty-eight. You're talking for heroes? Yeah. Yeah. You, well, yeah. you put you put Joe from Looper at fifty. I so did. You, so so you moved uh, Brian Mills at forty-nine, and then Roxtansky is at forty-eight. Um, Why I actually does have, it go over there? What's that? That's uh, um, villains. The villains. I think I honestly got to put. Oh, there we go. That's great. I got to put him at forty-seven. Ahead of Rockstansky, Mills, and Joe from Looper. You put Wick only at 47? I just... Okay, all right. Uh, what, here's your list right You know here. what? You Thank you. It. I'm sorry. I have the Yeah, worst terrible vision. vision. I, like, okay, I'm going to be honest. You can review your list right now. Yeah. And I'm not going to say where I'm putting him, but like... And I know it's only one movie, and I know it's only just like... There's not like a lot to go on. He doesn't even have much character, really. Mm-hmm. But I'm looking at some of the characters that are in the back half, and I'm like, there's no way... like. Like, John Wick's a better character than Crazy. Like, he is. Like, he's, he is. Like, I love Crazy. Like, I'm a huge Crazy fan. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, John Wick is cooler. Like, John Wick is going to be in my top 20. I'm going to put him at 26, right behind Ethan Hunt, Mission Impossible. Mm. Uh, That's so protocol. funny. Actually, you know what? I'm going to put him at 24. In front of Ethan Hunt, Ghost Protocol. So he's behind the T-800 for you, yeah. but he's ahead of MI4, Ethan Hunt. Yes. Okay. Oh, wow. It's a, it's a good ranking. I think that's, I feel pretty good about that. Um, I'm going to go... Actually, I can't even see my list right now, so go ahead and do your villain. Or you want oh. me to do my hero first? Uh, you do your hero. I can, yeah. I can pull it up here for you. Okay. He is better than Ghost Protocol. God, is he better than Riggs? 
Okay, I have a gap from 12 to 17, so I actually have some space. Yeah, you know, for the sake of argument, I'm going to put him at 16. I think John wow. Wick is... Because I, I, I do put him ahead. No, 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 no. Because I don't have an 18, so I can put him at 17. I'll move Ghost Protocol to 18. Okay. Ethan Hunt, Ghost Protocol goes to number 18, and I'm going to put John Wick from John Wick 1, which is obviously... Well, re-ranked the 2 Wick, when it comes yeah. out. Um, yeah, I'm going to put him at 17. 17. John Wick is my number 17. That's wow. Show. That's great. I mean, he's a total stone-cold badass. Which is, which is funny, too, because if I look at my, if I look at my heroes list... Looks like I have Brian Mills at forty one, mm-hmm. and Brian Mills is a great character, but like for see. some oh, reason, <laughs> for some reason, Brian Mills has like diminished for me. Like it's like he's, he's, no, he keeps going down and down for me. And honestly, he'll once we do fifty episodes and we have fifty heroes, he'll be one of the first people to get bumped off. Bumped off, and I actually think I might move Joe from Looper ahead of him. You like Joe a lot. I like him a lot. Yeah. At some point. All right, so let's uh, Steph. Do you have any? Do you have any comments? Like, where? Like, based on our rankings, like, obviously, it's, it's putting you on the spot here. But like, yeah, I would. I would honestly put it somewhere between around somewhere around twenty ish. Yeah. Based on what you guys have, because you guys yeah. have somewhat of a similar one to twenty. Yeah. yeah. Pretty, yeah. So I would. I would put it after. I don't know that I would put it before Ethan Hunt. He's pretty badass. From Ghost Protocol? Protocol? Or, oh, you do love him in Protocol. It, I did. Yeah. But MI3, Ethan Hunt's the best. Everybody knows that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. True, true, true. <laughs> I feel the same way. Uh, uh, it's interesting that you guys... Well, yeah, I guess in different movies, I guess it's different as a whole. Completely. All right, so let's let's do villain then. Can we skip it? Oh, there is no villain, yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to put him in so let's, I wouldn't 50. put him top 50. Yeah, villains, def- definitely no. not. Definitely not. Okay. So, but we can move on to ranking, movie. actual movie ranking. Uh, which, oh, crap. Let's I know, see we this. Do that. Yeah, we're at 25 now. Zoom in, yo. So All we can right, start so with Andrew, because he's up top. Ooh, this is a good one. Okay, so... Gladiator's I'm, your number one? Yeah. Time. Should we do the thing where, where I guess yours and you guess mine? Sure, sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay, so I'm guessing the, you like John Wick. Let me see here. You like it little bit less, you're going to put it between Con Air and Speed. That's what I was going to say. Between that's 15 so, and 16. That's actually so funny that you say that. You're so close. I'm actually going to put it ahead of Con Air. Between Whoa! Yeah. Con Air is your unofficial it's favorite of movie of all time. Absolute, you know what? No, no, no. You're right. You're right. I can't do it. No, I can't you got to put it after Con Air, Speed. Yeah. No, no, no. After Con Air. After Con Air. Con Air has dead way on. too I was, much. I was exactly right. You were 100% right. Con yeah. Air has wow. way too much for me growing up. And yeah, yeah, that's exactly. So wait, wait, but hang on. You got, you got, you have some movement here. So the question is, if you're putting it between Con Air and Speed. Oh, no, no. We have, we have an exact ranking. Never mind. Everything will just move down. Right? Yeah. All right. So, so here's the question, Drew. What's that? Where do you put it on my list? I don't know. All right, so this is your. Wait, you guys list. haven't done Point Break yet. No, no it's my all-time favorite movie. We're we're waiting. We're waiting. We're gonna get John C. McGinley in here. That's my plan. I think I have. You to know put nothing. It. You know next to nothing. In fact, if you knew that you knew nothing, you <laughs> never mind. Have you seen the trailer in a, yeah. in a theater yet for the new one? Yeah. No, it was awesome. Yeah. I saw it in the beginning know, of March. So one, in the of our, other day. one of our people awesome. tweeted at us the other day about how sick the new trailer looks. I'm it putting looks it good. after Predator for you. I'm putting Let's it at number 14 in front of Rogue Nation. Behind Predator in front of Rogue Nation. Mm-mm. Um, it's going higher. It's going lower. Yeah. It goes between... Uh, ahead of speed? It goes between... It's not as good as Air Force One. I was going to say, yeah, that was my next guess. After Air yeah, Force higher, One. Yeah, higher, like a bigger number. It's not as good as Ghost Protocol. Really? Mm-mm. Ghost Protocol. Speed. It's between Speed and Con Air. It's uh, that's so funny that you both put it in between those two movies, even though they're funny. reversed. Yeah. Eighteen. Yeah, I put it at eighteen. So you put it at eighteen, and I put it at twenty. 
Oh, I actually didn't write mine. I just put it as after. Okay, cool. So, um... Alright. Yeah. Alright, It's top 20 for both of us, yeah. which yeah. is impressive. And he's a top 20 hero for both of us, right? Yeah. Which is also impressive. Right, so you guys have done 25, so when you've done 50, will he get bumped? Well, the, but the heroes, remember, we go all the way down to 50. The hero is, we, we don't have an exact oh, right, list right. yet. Right. With the ranking, obviously. But yeah, but I mean, yeah, it, it ranks. Um, cool, so let's get to uh, let's get to recast. Yeah, yeah. This is the long show. We were like, we'll wrap early. Not yeah, at all. No. Actually. We'll wrap, yeah. It's okay. If you're still watching and enjoying, uh, this is a special episode. We just yeah. like need we, to we're do... We're take our time today. We need to do more. Um, so... Is my show. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, let's, let's hit up our recast. Who, who would like to start? We will start with maybe Willem Dafoe's character. Yeah, I actually changed mine. I'm gonna go first. Oh. Okay. So I was originally gonna recast Willem Dafoe as Willem Dafoe 20 years ago. He would've been young, man. He would've been young. He would've been, that's like, that's like Passion of the Christ era. And I actually think that who I'm gonna cast is still gonna be kinda young, cause it's like, uh, I mean, he's about the same age. I'm gonna go Christopher Walken in his <sighs> role. I what, thought about that. Happened? I picked him for... The same role? No, the other, the Nyquist. That's good. Oh, okay. But he's he's young to do Nyquist back then. Is he that young? In yeah. the late I mean, 80s, would've, early would've 90s? Been, I guess if you want late 80s, he'd still be in his, his like, 30s, right? 80s, 90s. Late 80s. 80s? I mean, I mean, if you're going walk in late 80s, there's a movie called At Close Range with him yeah. and Sean Penn from, like, 87. And he's, mm. he's his dad. He's, like, in his early 40s. So you could yeah. he could get away with it. Yeah. He could get away with it. Yeah, he yeah. could do it. That's so funny, though, that that's... Like okay. like Batman Returns walk in is old enough probably in like ninety two yeah yeah that's um, a good one yeah. guys first of all I, I, really quickly I just want to say I love you guys' live chat I love all the comments you guys are making any shoutouts um no they're they're just they're just right with us on the whole episode talking about everything we're talking about our rankings or guessing our rankings you guys are the fucking best has Brockman said anything yet uh yeah he's been talking he's been talking the whole time absolutely and people congratulated him I love it um I wait did you do your, you didn't do yours. Who's your, who's your, wait, did you do yours? Yeah, no, she I didn't, no, I just, just commented I that yours. I had Christopher Walken for somebody else. You didn't but. see the episode the other week with Roxion? She stole, like, four of my, she, she stole my took favorite lines, she took two of my recasts, and she took something else. She didn't yeah. do her homework? No, no she, she did. Like, had, she, she, like, did them before <laughs> did. he did them. Yeah. It was impressive. That's yeah. awesome. Um, I ended up going with, I said this in the car, I, I always forget, I need to write oh, these you down. You really should, I um, yeah. remember. For... For Sam Neill, I went Sam. Oh Neal. yeah, yeah, Sam. Neal I went Sam Neill for one. Willem Dafoe. So see, I went Al Pacino. That's good. Oh, I like that. Yeah, that's no, that, that's, yeah, that's that's yeah. a good cast. I was thinking yeah. Sam Neill, like Event Horizon, Jurassic Park era, so somewhere mm-hmm. in between there. Uh-huh. He's sort of the same sort of weirdness. He's the same sort of like creepy, serious, not quite an action guy, but like yeah. him with a sniper rifle is like endearing. Yeah, it is. yeah. it's cool. So I think Sam Neill works. Um, okay. So my the next one we're doing is the Sun, right? Okay. And the son, Yosef, I went with, and I'm, I'm pretty happy with this one, is Giovanni Ribisi. It's really good. I love Giovanni Ribisi. I don't use him enough on the show, but he is so good at doing so many things, but what he's he excels at is being a piece of shit. Are you thinking about three years before Boiler Room? Like like a few years before Saving Private Ryan, or like right around that same time? Oh, man. His death in Saving Private Ryan is like... Heartbreaking. Yeah. Absolutely heartbreaking. I, don't, I just love the kid. I just, yeah. yeah, I'm just thinking like like literally like 95. He's, just no, the age. It's, it's, a really, it's a really good cast. I yeah. think he did a good job with that. Happy with that. I went with, who might be a little young now that if, if it's more 80s, I was like 80s, 90s, as yeah. you were saying, Ed Norton. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's great. That's really good. And he, I mean, you, you guys have seen the score. He can yep. be an asshole. He can, but he, he can be an asshole, but he can be endearing. Yeah. And he can make you want to like him. He can be a likable asshole. He's one of my favorites of all I time. I love him. And Primal yeah. Fear, you can see that yeah. he's, he's so young. Good. You can sort of, it's, he could do it. Um, I, I really like mine with this one. And it's, I don't remember. It's a little funky because of his age, but, oh, I um, I want Gary Oldman. 
And so Oldman, oh, that's interesting. Oldman was in a movie called State of Grace with again with Sean Penn and Robin Wright Penn. I think in like eighty nine maybe or no ninety three maybe. But anyway, uh, you know before Dracula, a few years mm-hmm. before that. So more like late eighties. But the thing is, if you dress him up to look a little younger, like twenty one or twenty two, mm-hmm. he could pull off the accent. And with who I have in mind for his dad, which we'll get to in a second, um, that's kind of that's kind of what I went with. I, right. I thought I that mean, was. I mean, you even you go to Batman Begins, yeah. the movie, and you look at when they do a flashback twenty years to yeah. when he's like putting the coat on Bruce Wayne. It's easy. Yeah, you clean yeah. him up, you clean shave him, you, you yep. dress him up as like a rook cop. He he can play like twenty years younger than himself, which and he's was shocking. He's just one of my favorite actors of all time. He's so. one of the greatest actors of all time. Yeah, it's, it's easy. All yeah. right, what do you guys? So what? So uh, that's we all have done the kid now. So what do you guys got for Nyquist? Officer Murtaugh, don't be foolish. <laughs> don't be foolish. Look at the hardware. Look at the hardware. <laughs> yeah, that's that's my Nyquist. Is Gary? You're Busey. going Busey. I'm going Busey. <laughs> I love wow. it. Wow. <laughs> I, yeah, I told mine. I got Christopher Walken. <gasps> Okay, so that's what you use him for. That's what I had him for, oh, yeah. that's good. That's, that's good why choice. I said you stole my guy, but for I, a different for role. I stole a guy. Nah, I think I can't do it. I can't do it, Christopher Walken. Oh, Walken. Now that I think about it, now that I think about the age, I almost like that the most, especially with mm-hmm. his son as Gary Old, and I'm thinking about the He's scenes... the boogeyman. ...of them yeah. interacting. He's not the boogeyman. He's the man you kill or send to kill the boogeyman. Yeah. <laughs> I was undecided. I was between... I, I was thinking I was going still on Skarsgård again. Uh-huh. I'm going to go Walken. I'm going to steal your life. That's right. Idea. You can Hop have it. That's the first time this has happened. Like, Skarsgård, like, I used him, I think, a couple weeks ago or something, and I think he'd be really good, but... I actually just think that that's perfect. I think walking yeah. like 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 I said, ninety two, ninety three, Batman Returns. Yeah, era, that's what I was yeah. thinking. And talking to a young Gary Oldman, yeah. and they're both doing Russian accents. Be sweet. And then wait till once my hero. I think it's gonna be the fucking greatest cast. I'm happy with my hero. Who's your hero, Steph? Well, oh, I think I just saw it. What is it? I first wanted to put Tom Cruise just because I love you, Ben. That's but so funny. I almost I, picked Tom Cruise, too. and I said Bruce Willis. I thought about Bruce. I Willis think it's a would great work. Cast. Yeah. yeah, absolutely yeah. strong. I'm yeah. really happy with mine because I feel like it's so. <laughs> you guys are so cute. I'm, I'm really happy I'm with what so, I did. It's this. There's, it's like this, this there's pride golden, Yeah, it's pride uh, Alec Baldwin, yeah. early '90s Alec oh. Baldwin. It's really good. He's, he's got, got he's got the deadpan thing. Yeah. yeah, and he's mm. he's not. I mean, Alec Baldwin's a great actor, but he's not a great actor. You're talking hero. about the Edge is basically like the year a little earlier. Like we're three. See, I don't feel I don't feel rough from him. But you don't have, I mean, I don't feel like John Wick is that rough. But yeah, he's rough. His wife and his dog are dead, and he's yeah. going to go beat yeah. some people down, and he's digging up his freaking guns that he put concrete I mean, over. Can you imagine he's Baldwin, like, breaking the the, pave, the cement? I no. Mean, I mean, okay, I don't so, think he could hit it so that maybe, hard. So maybe the scene's a little different. Maybe it's maybe instead <laughs> right. of breaking the cement, maybe it's something else. But I, I think Alec Baldwin's just fair. moves a carpet just, off the thing and just picks up the it, He pushes safe. a button, yeah. punches in a code. <laughs> Here's what I'll say. This, this is my Alec Baldwin thing. So I see two Alec Baldwins. And, and these are on the opposite sides of the years, I'm thinking. I think these are probably before and after. The early one is Hunt for Red October, where he seems young That's what I'm and about. lean that, that and really Fair. focused. Ooh, and Sean Connery would have been good, too. And then mm-hmm. the second one the is dad. The Edge, the dad. which is yeah. 96. Right. And he's a little, he feels a little older. He's a little heavier, a little older. So it's somewhere in between those two. I think it's Hunt for Red October time. That's what I was... That's, that's what I really young, good, though. I know. That's Jack Ryan's like in his mid-20s there. Yeah. yeah. That's true. So it's hard, because you have to have the years. He has to have had the years, gotten married, gotten right. out. So that's why I went De Niro. De Niro. And oh. like Ronan? Yeah, like Ronan Heat. Okay. Like he's like he's a little older, which is why I think you can get away with you it's, it's almost like you just age everybody a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, cuz everyone's a little older in your recap. Just a little bit. And I I think that De Niro like 
I would believe like Copland is like sort of like that. He looks like that. He's like sort of got that a little bit aged. He's a good enough actor. Mm-hmm. And I think his ability to just play it deadpan, I think he would have just done something beautiful with it. And I think he's just, he's a badass. Like mid 90s, De Niro, he just hadn't quite yeah. passed over yet into I'm becoming senile. It's funny he was like, that like he never was a true action hero, even though he's yeah, such know. a badass. Yeah. But again, he's not rough feeling to me. Oh, dude. Like we, we talk bowl. My, my no, bowl. I mean, he's badass yeah. and edgy, but he's not like. To see him the way that John Wick looks, battered and hair overgrown and right. not together and feeling emotional pain is different. No, but okay, and Heat, he's uh, he's a little true. stubbly. That's true. He's got the crisp white shirt. He's great with guns. It's the whole yeah. deal. So, like, in Heat, when he sees Ashley Judd and she's in the hotel with Hank Azaria, and, and he walks into the hotel, and she's like, what are you doing here, Neil? And he looks at her, and he gives her the whole speech about, you will give Chris another chance. You yeah. will give... And then, and then he looks at her, and he's like, clean up, go home. But yeah. Clean up, go home. He's, he's just usually, a, such a badass. But he's usually, for me, such a badass on a higher level. Like, even though the dad isn't that great of a villain in this one, yeah. if he was the villain, like, I feel like he would be better. But yeah, no, I get it. Completely. Uh, All right. Who's yours? All right. Steph? Oh, wait, you already did yours. I'm sorry. I did mine, Bruce Willis. Yeah. All right, so we're going to get to categories here, but the last thing we do before we get to categories, and, and this is just something special with the last thing we're going to do today, because it's the million million views, it's our 25th episode, we're just going to do a couple moments, memories, yeah. from the show. Like, a top two or three that each of us have, and Steph, if you want to chime in, obviously this is your fourth time on the show, so I wouldn't be surprised if this has to do with the episodes you were in. But if you're a secret fan and you've watched just, like, tons of episodes, yeah. then feel free to chime in. Uh I'll start this off, and I will say that last week's episode, Looper, um, the moment when Andrew said the thing about his favorite moment was Joseph Gordon-Levitt reveals his Miata. We had a silent stare. Just like a stare. So- just, and, and the cutting was perfect yeah. back and forth. Our engineer was just incredible. Uh, yeah. And it was just perfect. I mean, it was just like... It, it just it made me laugh. I watched it, it again. Me too. I, I, I watched it up. over and over, and I've sent it to people. Uh, that episode, of course, you know, I, I like always promote our stuff, and they they said they watched that moment numerous times because it's it's one of two times we ever did a two man episode, right? And it was really good. So that's one of my favorites. What, what, what about you? Uh, that actually was the one I was going to talk about. I mean, and I don't want to get all super sentimental here, but you know, Ben is Ben is my best friend. He is definitely one of my best friends, if not my best. Uh, I love doing this show. I love talking about movies. That's been my life, my whole life. I've always just been obsessed with movies. And to be able to do this every week for you guys and with my buddy, uh, I treasure those moments. And and that moment was just, not only was it hilarious, but it it kind of was just a perfect example of our friendship and, like, the humor that we do. Um, Which is what the show is basically is. Exactly, and we get it. Uh, The other moment was when... You know, our, our show with Steph, the Mad Max episode, I remember not only was I so excited yeah. for that episode, yeah. um, but to see something that we created to go viral, if you will, uh, was just, it was exciting, man. Yeah. I mean, this is our baby. This is what we created, you know? So to have those two moments uh, over the last six months has been has been incredible. So those are my favorites, and, and I thank both of you guys for it. Yeah, absolutely. I would add... I would add... I would add uh, I was watching some of the moments from the Predator episode we did maybe yeah. six or seven weeks ago. I was just home in Seattle with my mom, and she like has hadn't seen Predator since like '91. And I was, she was like, "What's the show like?" And because and I showed her some moments from Predator, and she was just dying laughing, mm-hmm. even though she like wasn't really relating to like what we were talking about. She right. just because we were in fist pump moment and talking about Schwarzenegger. I say the line all the time. And he's like, "These captain is the the <laughs> traveling on the wrong side of the border," <laughs> the border? and yeah. she was just like, just thought it was the funniest thing in the world, and. uh 
I loved that episode. That was one of my absolute favorites. And then I think there was like the stretch of cruise episodes as well that was uh, cracking me up because we just got so many comments and like the iTunes comments that were like, "Why do you guys love Tom Cruise so right. much? Like, Why not?" I did the <laughs> iTunes plug once in Cruise Voice, which yeah, was a lot of that, fun. That was very early on. That yeah. was funny. Um, oh my god, that reminds me. Okay, so another one of my favorite moments and. <laughs> As you just, so cute. I know we're we're ridiculous. <laughs> That's the 25th episode. I love it. I love it. I love it. As we get older, as we get older in our lives, we start to embrace moments where we really embarrass ourselves. True. As, as opposed to being a kid. Oh, you this kind is of a good one. This is good rug. that you're yeah doing this. And it's is it, it took me a minute. So <laughs> episode number two, we 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 film in Encino, and now we're in North Hollywood. Episode number two, all time was live die repeat edge of tomorrow. And the AC was not on that day. And it was like 100 degrees. You outside. had like a hot flash. I had a hot flash. And then I got <laughs> nervous about my hot flash. I was like, I like noticed I was sweating and I got more anxious about it. And if you guys want, you can go to like 30 minutes into the Edge of Tomorrow episode. And there's this moment where not only do I have pit stains... It's like the whole arm and chest and under chest, like all of it. I am drenched. Well, the best part about it was to me is like so Andrew because he was trying to like keep it together on the episode. He didn't want to let, like let us know what was going on. Every time it would cut away from him, oh, he would God. like pick up a piece of paper and start fanning <laughs> and himself, like intently and look then, at you, like I'm paying attention. <laughs> cut back to him and he would sort of look and he'd be like. <laughs> like sort of like oh yeah what you're saying is really interesting don't notice that I'm fanning myself and uh, it, and I felt like we were watching an SNL sketch where every time you cut back to Chevy Chase he's like a little wetter like by the end of it there's like a hose just like pouring on his head and he's like everything's totally yeah, normal cool. uh, anyways yeah, yeah I was soaked one of the classics yeah. but uh, anyway we won't harbor this too much more yeah, yeah. Uh, in a, you know six months we'll do our favorite moments from a year so Steph I don't know if you had anything you wanted to share no I mean I just love being on your guys show it's super fun and it's really you can the energy of it because you guys are your friends and what you put all the research and time and energy into it you can really tell yeah and i'm happy for you guys steph and i mean we love all of our guests but we brought back steph and roxy the most for a reason yeah they are just the greatest they're the mvps cheers guys cheers Cheers. to six months a million views million views 25 episodes what is the category on john wick is it totally drinking after that oh Oh, yeah yeah. i had to touch it Three categories in action movies, guys. There's Totally Legit, which is a movie like The Fugitive. Ooh. There's Totally Ridiculous, which is a movie like Face Off or Con Air, which falls off a cliff. It just makes you laugh. And then there is Legitimately Ridiculous or Ridiculously Legitimate. You can call it whichever one you want. That's like The Rock, Point Break, Speed, movies that sort of are extremely compelling, have at least one really strong performance, uh, but sort of unintentionally or intentionally make you laugh a little bit yeah. in the middle of it all. Um, so Predator was a great example of that where the movie's awesome, it's extremely compelling, and the characters are good, but... You unintentionally are laughing at all the lines, so it sort of toes the line. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh my god! That's why Predator is sort of like the ultimate example. So what is this? Is 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 John Wick totally legit, totally ridiculous, or ridiculously legit? I'm going is... last because I'm having this battle in my head. So you guys go first. What do you think, Steph? Ridiculously legitimate. You put it in the middle. It's got enough legit stuff. Like it makes you feel. It's enough. got enough legit stuff. It's got enough of a, sto- a basic plot storyline that makes sense. You can follow, but it, it's he's Keanu Reeves. I was originally going to go totally ridiculous. Uh-huh. What I thought about was Face Off has a lot of moments that are like awesome mm-hmm. in the same way this movie's awesome, but I'm not impressed by them like I am in this movie. Right. right. I'm impressed by this movie. Like the the action sequences, I come away from them just being like, wow, that was well executed. That is just awesome. So I'm going to agree with you and call it ridiculously legit for that reason because the movies that don't impress me or I'm just entertained by them like Con Air or Face Off are ridiculous for a reason. And right. this is right in the middle. What do you got? 
Don't say legit. It's not. It's totally legit. This is not a legit movie. It's 100% legit. And there's a reason why, and I'm going to tell you right now. Okay. Uh, It was in your breakdown right there. First of all, this movie is completely aware of itself in every way. It has comedy when it means to, not comedy on accident. It has action where it's needed. The action is executed perfectly. And it's by this man that everyone knows. Everyone fears. And if everyone knew and feared somebody, they would execute and, ha- and handle themselves like John Wick does. He gets shot in the chest a couple times. He gets thrown off a balcony. He gets saved twice by Willem Dafoe. He's not a superhero. He's an everyday, spectacular hitman. This movie is totally legitimate. Andrew, on the record, totally legit. I like it. You guys should have a tally for that, too. Yeah, Yeah, that's actually not a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah. So, guys, last couple things. Uh, Shout-outs, and we're going to get out of here. Number one, Max Brockman won a mug. So, Max, please uh, let us know where we can send that to you. Congratulations. Mm -hmm. Number two, please check out the other shows on the Popcorn Talk Network. There's a few new shows launching. You can go to YouTube, and you can see those new shows. We have Disney Movie News. Mm -hmm. We've got uh, Historic Hollywood, which is going to be touching on, like, Howard Hawks and a bunch of older yeah, yeah. types from, from the 30s, 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s that did like incredible old stuff. Um, there's some new watch-along shows where it's going to be like you sync up, you're watching the movie, your hosts are watching the movie, and you're kind of doing it together with Which some we're commentary. Which we're going to probably start doing that. Yeah. And, 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 you know, pretty, yeah. Let us know what you guys think in YouTube and, and tweet at us how you feel about us doing a watch-along where we are on the couch watching the movie here and you guys the camera's on us and we all get to watch together we yeah. can talk about it Anatomy of a Movie is sort of like our show they kind of do a similar concept uh, they do that every Friday they cover the new movies that are coming out they'll do two or three a week so check that out as well uh, if you want to find any of us you can find us boom you guys can find me at I-A-M-S-T-E-F-Z that spells I am Steph Z uh, you can find me at Andrew Guy on Twitter and I'm Ben Bateman Media if you guys want to find me on Twitter or Instagram um Thank you for sticking with us for 25 episodes and a million views. I'm going to do this just so we can cheers again. Cheers to the audience. Yes. Thank you guys so much. We love you. We love doing the show. We will see you guys soon. If you have any favorite moments of your own from the last 25 episodes and you want to tweet or anything, let us know. Because obviously we love the show and and we've laughed. And if there's something that sticks with you that was like that moment, then let us know. Uh, really quickly next week do we oh guilty movie about? pleasures yeah. we have a we have a we have a we have a collab episode we're doing back to back they're gonna they're gonna air I'm not sure if ours will air Wednesday but we're gonna film them back to back yeah uh, we are gonna be on their show they're gonna be on our show um, I believe. I'm not sure what movie we're doing of theirs, but I think we're doing the Taking of Pelham 1, 2, 3 Ooh, with Denzel and Travolta, yeah. which is a personal favorite of mine. Uh, and that is going to be that is gonna be next week. So come back and see that next week, guys. Thank you for doing the show every week, just like us. And we'll see you soon. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Spitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only, and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals. 